Welcome to the Growing Up Sucks podcast for teenagers who need to know they're not alone and adults who are still young at heart. Whatever your age, you never stop growing up. Here is your host, Felicity Lyons. Hi everybody and welcome to the Growing Up Sucks podcast. It's Felicity. Thanks for joining me once again for another episode. So if you're currently in education, this particular week coming up is mega important because this week is GCSE and A-level results day. The grand day of reckoning approaches. That day where you will receive the legendary envelope that will tell you if you passed or failed and let you know what your future holds for you. Or at least that's how everyone waiting for their results is feeling right now. And I know because I remember how I felt the days leading up to when I got my GCSE results. Oh, it must be about five years ago now. The wait just seemed painstakingly long. I just wanted to know how I did. Why am I being made to wait this long? Okay, fair enough. They have thousands of exam papers to mark and collate, but still, I need to know my results now. Stop leaving me in suspense. I completely understand how that felt. I didn't even collect my results myself because when results day came about for me, I was actually doing a bit more work experience at the company that I'd done when I was in year 10. So my school, when we were in year 10, for summer, they like sent us on two or three weeks work experience. And I went to a shopping channel. I did not know we had a TV studio basically where I was. And it was like, oh yeah, we have this one. So I went and did some work experience there and loved it. So I went back and did a bit more. And as I said, when I was doing a bit more work experience, that was when my GCC results came in. So at some point on the morning of GCC results day, my parents came into reception of the TV studio and bought the envelope and gave it to me in my hand and I was like, right, I'm going to open it now and I ripped it open. And in all honesty, I was actually a little disappointed at first. So technically I passed, but I'd not got straight A's across the board as I was predicted and had been pressured to get. I wasn't really sure what that meant at the time. Um, if I recall correctly, without looking at my grade slip, because I think I've still got it somewhere, but I've not looked, I think I ended up getting three A's, six B's and two C's. Obviously now I realise that actually, that actually was pretty good. I know now that GCC's and A levels, I think they're uh, graded with numbers again, which is really weird because they can't seem to make their mind up. Like every few years they seem to change the grading system from like letters to numbers and back to letters and back to numbers. So obviously, if I remember correctly, a one is equivalent to an A? No, sorry, a nine is equivalent to an A or an A star and a one is equivalent to like a U. If I remember, sorry, I completely forgot to um, check that before I started recording this, but I think that's right. So anyway, I was quite happy anyway with um, the grades I got eventually, but as I said at the time, I felt a bit disappointed. I seem to remember being most disappointed in media because my coursework had been an A star, but I must have really flunked on the exam because I ended up just getting a B overall. So it must have had to like average out. Um, so I must have got quite low on the actual exam. However, throughout the day, as I talked to more and more people whilst I was working, I began to realise that grades actually weren't as vital as the school made out. Now, if you listen to the ranty episode I did a little while back about the school system, uh, episode 11, I think it was, then you'll know by this point I'd already lost a bit of faith in what the school system had told everyone because it seemed every single year was deemed the most important year of your life. 
despite the one before being branded the exact same thing. Because of this, I wondered to myself how much grades really mattered. If you take a step out of what you're told and just look at it from a different perspective, grades don't really rate your intelligence. All they represent is how well you can relay information that you've been told back onto a piece of paper in a pressurised time limit. So essentially, all grades are doing is rating your memory and ability to deal with time pressure. That's it. Doesn't actually test you on your knowledge as such, just how much you can remember in a set time limit. And it's fair to say that not everyone really does well under time pressure. So, me included, in class or coursework, I can recall heaps of information and could get really good marks or grades on the content I produced, but in an exam hall, my mind would just go blank and I'd be stuck trying to remember what the examiner would want me to write rather than what I thought I should write. So if grades don't actually measure your intelligence as a whole, what actually makes you intelligent? So in my opinion, what makes you intelligent, it's actually the ability to solve problems and not the kind that requires trigonometry or the quadratic equation or anything like that to work out. Basic math skills are needed in life, yes, but real problem solving is creating solutions to real life problems, not saying Jeremy has 50 watermelons, how many will he need to make a smoothie if he has three blender? I, I don't know. <laughs> they always seem to be really weird questions like that in maths papers. I don't know if that's the same all the way around the world, but there's always like, he has this many, or he needs to make this many, and there's this many ingredients, and yeah, anyway, um, going off track. Not those problems, I mean real life problems. So let's go something small scale like um, working out a solution to help people exercise more by maybe inventing an app or a program or a class. You know, Fitbit wasn't a thing 10 years ago. People couldn't measure their steps unless they had like a pedometer and those were like super inaccurate. Um, so things like that, or as I said, like a fitness program where something like Park Run, for instance, that was created in 2004. And again, that's just like a free volunteer run program that happens every Saturday morning at various locations around the world now. I was about to just say the UK, but no, there's various locations around the world. They all start about 9am, 10am in the morning, I think. Again, that was solving a problem by getting a whole community of people to go running together. So not only is that solving the issue of um, trying to help people exercise more, but it's also encouraging people to get out and meet people, so therefore it's helping solve loneliness and uh, helping maybe introverts make friends, for instance. So that's a small scale problem, or we could go on the other end of the scale on a much bigger problem, like finding a solution to pollution. That rhymes, I like it, solution to pollution. Or helping positively impact the climate crisis we currently have on our hands. You don't necessarily need grades on a piece of paper to do this, you just need some good ideas, testing and products. So what else makes you intelligent? Well, the ability to create something. So this could be something like a book or a film or a more physical product like a piece of art. Possessing a creative mindset and a skill set 
will help you a lot in life. You can actually create a product that people therefore are entertained by or they like the look of. It will help you make money and therefore it will help you make a living. Then things like physical skills, being able to play a sport, execute a dance routine or act. Things like that makes you smart too. Just because you're not academically minded doesn't mean that you can't be smart in a different field. Creative, physical, I can't think of any others off the top of my head now, but you know where I'm getting at. So many people get over obsessed about grades and let them label our intelligence. But you shouldn't because no one person is a master at every single subject and every skill. Some people are incredible academics. Others are creative or prefer more physical forms. Intelligence is having the right mindset towards life, learning to respect everyone around you, thinking of ways to make the world a better place and being open to change rather than getting stuck in the past. It's learning to look after yourself as a growing adult. It's learning to manage money and it's learning when to listen, when to speak and when to make your point. As I said earlier, grades rate your memory and ability to deal with time pressure but not your overall intelligence. Now I'm sure some of you listening right now are saying, right, but without the right grades, I will fail. I won't get anywhere in life. Because that's what the school system has ingrained into everyone's brains since they were young. You won't get into sixth form if you don't pass these tests. You won't get into university if you don't get the right grades. And if you don't get into university, you won't get a job. Well, Maybe that was true 50 years ago. In fact, it wasn't true 50 years ago because not everyone had a degree and they could still get jobs. But this is my exact point. You don't need grades to get a job. In today's world especially, employers are looking for experience and attitude over how well you did on a test. They want hard workers, people with new ideas and proof that they're willing to learn on the job. I think that's another thing and I'll probably do another episode on this. But when people say, see the word experience, they think they already have to have had a job. And then they're like, well, how can I get this job first if I've already had to have experience, which I've not got, because every job requires experience. Experience sometimes means you've done a bit of volunteering. You know, you've not necessarily had a job the entire time, but it means you have a rough idea of what you're doing. So with me, while I was still at college, I was going and trying to get some work experience at, like I said earlier, like at the TV studio or um, when we were at college, we got the opportunity to work on some other sites. So obviously I did film and TV, so it involved filming and editing and all that stuff. So there'd be events going on around the city where we'd be lucky enough to get asked if we could take a student crew. Yes, we didn't get paid, but at that point, it wasn't the point whether we got paid. It was just adding something extra to our CVs, um, our resume, and just being able to say, yep, we've done that, we've had a bit of experience, so therefore we're not going to be totally clueless when we turn up for a job. We'll still need a bit of training and a bit of help, but we won't need to be completely taught from scratch. So when people, um, when employers ask for experience, that's kind of what they're looking for, just so you're aware. Now the thing with failing is, you can't go through life and never fail. There will be times when you do fail. Maybe you don't pass your driving test the first time. Uh, maybe you make a mistake. It could be a small one, it could be a big one. It happens. Failure is taught as a bad thing, but actually it's good because if you failed, it means you did at least try in the first place. 
If you didn't try, then you've just not done it, right? Whereas if you've actually tried and failed, then it's better than not trying at all. And the other thing about failure is, failure isn't permanent. Failure just means, that sucks, I didn't win this time, but I'm going to get up and try again. If you're playing a video game and your character dies, you don't just go, well, that's it, I can't play this game anymore, and just never touch it again. You want to go back and keep trying to beat that level. You need that same mindset towards life. If something pushes you down, just come back with more energy and more determination to get through and win. So failure isn't permanent, but giving up is permanent. If you give up, that's it, fine. But if you fail, you'll just like, you could turn around. You still have loads of time to go and turn around and do something, is what I'm trying to say. But who am I to tell you that grades don't matter? I mean, I'm happy with how far I've come personally. I didn't do sixth form, I didn't do A-levels because the pressure of exams was too much, so I left school when I had my GCSEs. As soon as I got that envelope, I was like, right, yes, I'm out of here. And I went to college instead and did my TV and film course, then I did a bit of freelancing, and then I ended up at Progressive, which is where I still work today. I absolutely love my job. And I'm really happy with where I am right now. Okay, I'm not a multi-millionaire or not got my own business, but in my mind, I've still got plenty of time to do all that stuff. I'm just happy that I managed to get a job and that I've learned to manage money. But despite all that, I'm not famous or anything. So I thought I'd just look into some famous people that maybe didn't get grades or qualifications when they were younger, just to prove that in order to be successful, you don't need to have got grades. So the thing is, if you look at your famous idols now, you see them where they are now. You know them when they're famous. You know them when they've got a big house, lots of great cars, maybe a private jet and a swimming pool. All these lovely things that only money can buy. And they're multimillionaires and it's just like, oh, I want to be like them, but I don't know how. The thing is, you see them where they are today, but you didn't see the struggle that they've been through to get where they are today. And guess what? A lot of celebrities, they didn't even graduate or get qualifications because they left school early or they just didn't get the grades. So, celebrities who didn't graduate or pass at school. Mark Wahlberg. So apparently, and I didn't know this, by the age of 13, he'd already stolen two cars and was caught up with drugs and was on the path to prison. And he subsequently dropped out of school. But now he's a famous actor and he's worth an estimated 150 million. He turned his life around, he managed to do it. Next up, who have we got? Lady Gaga. So Lady Gaga, she's got 200 music awards. I mean, that's really awesome, isn't it? Guess what? She dropped out of college in her sophomore year at the age of 19. And she did that to focus on music. So she actually did that to focus on the career that she has now built. And that's what's got her her 200 awards. So in a way, grades didn't help, hard work did. We've got Eminem as well. So obviously he's the rapper and he dropped out of school at the age of 17 because he needed to help his mum pay the house bills. I mean, that's actually really sweet that he was actually like, you know what? I'm not gonna worry about my education. I just need to make sure we keep a roof over our heads. That's really awesome. But now he's worked towards his music career and he's worth an estimated 144 million pounds. That's just, oh my God, amazing. 
Who else have we got on my list? Bill Gates, of course, Mr. Microsoft. In 1975, he actually dropped out of Harvard University to start his own company. And that's now estimated a whopping 60.3 billion. I mean, wow. That's just, wow. So, you know, he didn't need grades to be successful. He was just like, I'm dropping out. I don't need grades. I'm going to go start my own company. And he's now probably one of the richest men in the world. I actually didn't get the rich list up, but I feel like he's definitely on the rich list. 60.3 billion. Wow. Uh, we've also got Cindy Crawford on this list. Now, Cindy Crawford, she actually graduated high school and she won an academic scholarship to study chemical engineering. She attended Northwestern University to do this, but she only did it for one term before she decided to drop out and become a model instead. Well, I guess it looks like it kind of worked out all right for her in the end as well. Also got Mark Zuckerberg, obviously the co-founder of Facebook. He created the well-known social media network in his dorm room before he dropped out of Harvard to become the chairman and chief executive of the Facebook company. He now has a net worth of over 40.8 billion. So, you know, again, maybe that was the right choice as well. Still got loads, keep with me, got loads more success stories. Carrie Mulligan, is that you say her name? I think it is, Carrie Mulligan. So she was an actress in The Suffragette and apparently she was rejected from every single drama school she applied to. She was repeatedly told to give up her dreams and become a children's TV show presenter and to get more experience. But she then went on to star in an education, The Great Gatsby, and she's earned Academy Award nomination at the age of 25. That's pretty awesome. So that was obviously a slightly different story. It wasn't quite grades, but she was actually rejected from drama school. So that's another story we could go into another episode, I guess, about not letting rejection get in your way. Although that kind of refers to what I was talking about earlier about not letting, you know, not giving up. So yeah, you'll probably fail. So in her case, you could argue that she failed at getting into drama school, but she didn't let that get in her way she just kept trying and eventually she did get what she wanted okay who else we got on my list Steve Jobs obviously the co-founder and chief executive of Apple he dropped out of college in 1972 and he was actually ended up sleeping on a college friend's dorm room floor but he's the one who's founded Apple and even after he's gone he's left this legacy of Apple and everything behind you know, everyone still uses iPhones and Macs and everything. It's actually pretty awesome. Russell Brand, so comedian, he failed to achieve any A-levels. Apparently he once tweeted, A-level students, good luck today. I didn't get any and still ended up with a job as a psychedelic bus driver. Okay. <laughs> don't know what that's about. Um, I, don't, so I don't know much about Russell Brand, so there's probably a story. I don't know if that's a joke or if that's a story or... I'm actually intrigued now. I'm going to have to search that up after I go off. I'm pretty sure it is a joke. I'm pretty sure. Kate Moss, so supermodel. She was actually signed to a modelling agency at the age of only 14. So she didn't even have a chance to sit her exams. But she kept with the modelling career. Well, famous supermodel. Richard Branson is a great example. He dropped out of school at the age of 16 to set up a student magazine, which actually subsequently led to the creation of Virgin Records. 
and the rest is kind of history. He owns Virgin Media, so that's Virgin Mobile, Virgin TV, Virgin Internet, Virgin Holidays, Virgin Trains, he owns it all. So if he hadn't dropped out of school, then we probably wouldn't even have this amazing worldwide company. So we've got Robbie Williams, who was obviously in Take That and then did his soloist career. He's one of the most successful solo artists actually in British music history. And he failed his GCSEs, although his wasn't a case, again, that he couldn't do it. He just wasn't interested. But instead, he became a national treasure. And of course, he's got loads of money too, so kind of worth it. Spielberg, he was repeatedly rejected by the University of Southern California School of Theatre, Film and Television, but he just turned around and got on with the job and ended up becoming one of the most successful and important filmmakers of all time instead. So he just turned around and was like, okay, don't worry, I don't need university, I can just go and do this all by myself. Of course, he still had to put a lot of hard work into it, but it all paid off in the end. So then of course we've got Deborah Meadham, she's obviously one of the dragons in Dragon's Den. She actually left school before her A-levels and studied business at college and now she's worth in an excess of £40 million and she's also been awarded three honorary degrees. So again, didn't matter that she didn't go to sixth form or university, she's also been another wonderful success. And finally the last one, Einstein. Yes? scientist. He was actually expelled from high school because he was believed to be a rebel and a dunce. Yet Einstein is one of the smartest people who's ever lived. He's changed the way that scientists and the rest of us understand the world. But it took him a while to get going. He didn't even talk until he was four years old apparently. I mean, that's crazy. So there you go. That is proof. Proof in the pudding. I don't know why that is a phrase, but I like it, so I'm using it. That is proof in the pudding that you don't need grades to succeed in life. So I guess what I'm trying to say here is, if you get good grades, then that's great. So don't think that it's not an achievement after all I've said, because actually it is still an achievement. And even though I've said that it doesn't necessarily grade your intelligence, as I said, it probably means that yes, yes, you can actually deal with very stressful situations you can deal with time pressure, and you can remember a lot of information. That's still a massive achievement, so don't think that it's a bad thing or not as good as you thought to get good grades, because it is still very good. But at the same time, if you don't get the grades you want or don't get the grades that you were predicted to get, understand that it's not the end, and if you still work hard towards your goals, you could do whatever you dream to do. Don't let a letter or a number label you and what you can do, because Every single person on this planet has so much potential to do great things and you just shouldn't let something label you and put your confidence and self-esteem that low because we're all capable of great things. It's also notable that some people get amazing grades, they go to university and they get a great degree only to find that they actually really hate the job they're qualified to do and end up starting a business or going into a completely different field of work. You can change your mind as you grow up, and that's okay too. It's also okay not to ace every challenge that comes your way. Failing is a part of growing up, and rather than letting it phase you, you should learn something from failing or making mistakes, and move on to the next challenge. So if you are getting your results this week, good luck. I hope you're rewarded for your hard work, but again, if you don't get the grades you want, it's okay. Trust me, 
and trust all the other celebrities that I've just listed off in this episode who have done amazingly without getting qualifications or good grades. So that's it for today. Do go and subscribe to the podcast if you're not already. I've also got an official Instagram, which is at GUS Podcast UK. I'm posting a couple of inspirational quotes and snippets from episodes on there, so you can go and have a look at that. I'm hoping to maybe do a couple more videos soon, so I'll probably record myself actually recording these episodes. I didn't do it today because I'm a little bit late recording this episode and I was worried I wouldn't have time to do all the editing for it. So apologies about that, but yes. So subscribe, follow on Instagram, and if you really love the podcast, it would be so awesome if you'd maybe write a review as well. Hope that I'm giving lots of value in these episodes. We're up to episode 19 now. I mean, when I started the podcast at the start of this year, I wasn't sure if I'd actually keep it going, but I have, and I'm super proud that I managed to do that. And as I said, I hope I'm giving you lots of value and you're getting something out of it and you're enjoying me ramble on about all sorts of different things. So thanks for listening and remember, no matter your age, you never stop growing up.